irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to Get Yourself the Job with Jennifer Hill only on LA Talk Radio. Happy Monday, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to Get Yourself the Job with Jennifer Hill. Today, I have a very good friend of mine who is also a very special guest that I have been excited to share with you on the show since the moment I first conceived of the show. In fact, uh, Pam Jackson's story, who I'm about to tell you about, her story was the last story in my book, Stop Hoping, Start Hunting, and talked about how it's never too late. And so today, I'm excited to have Pam Jackson on the show to talk to us a little bit about breaking out of our comfort zone. Pam, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for having me on your show, Jen. It's so great. So uh, for our listeners who might not know about your amazing stories, which have been covered in Women's Health, and I believe uh, numerous places, Yahoo covered your story. Everyday Health. Everyday Health. I mean, I I love your story, and I'm so happy to share it with people. So let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. For the last 20-plus years, Pam Jackson had been extremely overweight. Her weight had ranged from 250 to 260 pounds during most of her life. She knew that she was at an unhealthy weight, but did not want to put in the effort to do anything about it. For an event, like many of us, she would lose 10 pounds or so with different fad diets, but then she would always gain the weight right back after the event. In 2011, at the age of 41, she decided to try again and not give up at that time. She realized that losing and maintaining weight are not are lifestyle changes and not just about a temporary diet, which many of us think, especially here in the new year going into our New Year's resolutions. By January 2013, she had lost 100 pounds, and as of today, she is still enjoying her healthier lifestyle to the fullest. On her blog, which I love, it has amazing recipes and so many great articles for our listeners, including her most recent article about breaking out of her comfort zone. She shares different recipes from her kitchen and other fantastic bloggers that she knows as well. And Pam also shares some getting moving exercises and a couple of things that have kept her motivated in her personal journey. So Pam, so excited to have you here. And, you know, I wanted to kind of start this conversation today not about your weight loss, because I want people to understand just kind of the history of how you got here. What was your journey? What did your life look like that you wound up here in this seat? How did you start off your career? I know you and I actually one originally met one another through HR. So tell our listeners a little bit about your journey that you took. Oh, I would love to. So I started in the legal field probably 19 years ago. Because the job before that, I met one of my coworkers. She gave me the number to a recruiting firm that specializes in a legal career. I went there for the first time, applied for a job at the company that I'm at now, and it's been 19 years later. Wow, interesting. And so for you, uh, and it's so funny because you and I knew each other in that sense. There was just one day, and we were just talking about this. It must have been because you just had your birthday, and it was right around a very special birthday for you about, what was it, seven years ago, right? Yes, it was about seven years ago. Yeah, and uh, so you just looked at yourself in the mirror, and despite, you know, having a very successful career and being happy by some, you know, extent, how what happened that day what had you after all the fad diets and going through and being very comfortable with the way you your life was going what had you break free of your comfort zone you know just one day I looked in the mirror and I just didn't recognize myself anymore I was just like where is the person 
that I once was. Uh, at that point, I was probably 100, 110 pounds overweight. And I was just like, Pam, you're better than this. You can do this. You can make these life changes. You just have to work hard and believe in yourself. And at that moment, I started, and I just kept going until I lost 100 pounds. I, I love your story so much, Pam. And a lot of people, the listeners out there, might be going, well, why is Jen Hill talking about this? Or why would she write about this in her book? Because my show isn't about weight loss, but it's about revealing your true self. And I think mm-hmm. there's no better story to exhibit that and exude that than your story, because I'll never forget, we were just talking about that special birthday. We got together when Santa Monica Mall first opened, and that's when you were still at your old weight. And then I think fast forward to a year and a half later when you had lost the weight, and I remember seeing you walk in the door at seasons 52 and you've always been like a beautiful shining inspirational woman so you've always had this kind of beautiful aura and great energy around you oh thank you so much well I mean it though Pam and you walked in that day and it was like you had revealed everything that wasn't you it's kind of like peeling back the layers of the onion and then all of a sudden you were there and you showed up and it was the light that emanated from you and just your beautiful energy that day and ever since then I mean you've always had that but I feel like Sometimes we hide ourselves with, you know, addictions, with weight, with unhappy relationships. And I feel like in your case, you were able to take ownership of who you really were as a human being. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because when you are at an uncomfortable weight, the insecurities are there. And it could be weight. It could be something else that you're going through in life. It could be anything. And I think if we work hard to get where we want to be in life, if we're applying it for a job or, you know, for an interview or anything else that you want to do in life, I think that's fantastic. We just have to work on ourselves, no matter what that is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just be open to always looking for new things about yourself to discover. And the thing that I also found really remarkable about your story, I remember breaking down in tears when we were sitting having dinner, and you told me about how some of the people you originally spoke with, no matter who it may have been, just said, oh, well, you may as well give up now. You're never going to keep that weight off or good for you. You lost a couple pounds, but you're never going to win or lose 100 pounds, right? (laughs) That is so true. And I think that's why it took me so long to actually start this huge weight loss journey because most people's like 100 pounds how can one person lose 100 pounds <laughs> that's like a person <laughs> yes. you've lost a person <laughs> they was like Pam that's just crazy and then they were like okay well she, the, when I first started okay she lost 10 pounds but that'd be it then it was 10 then it was 20 then it was 50 and they were like wow she lost 50 maybe she's on to something and I just kept going until I got to a healthy weight and for me it was all about health because health is what's really important I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, it's about looks, but it's really about health. And when you're healthy, you're happier, you know, makes the days much better. Yeah, and I think I so agree with you because it's so funny right now in the workplace, too, how we're seeing all of these different corporations roll out these health initiatives and health and wellness programs. And it's so funny because at your company, you almost initiated, at least in your office. I love that before you even started your blog, which is amazing, again, healthywithcurves.com and has all these great articles in it, you started off just by sharing with the people in your office. What was that like for you? Oh, it was actually great. Um, They actually, we have a newsletter in our office that they do on wellness. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so I was interviewed by one of our marketing people at work, and they they wrote this story. And it's so funny because, well, it goes to everyone, you know, office-wide. 
And I had a few people, a few attorneys <laughs> that I never spoke to ever, and they reached out to me, and they just started telling me, you know. And I was just like, wow. So it's, it's a lot of people. So I was happy. We have a great program at work. They have good tips. I mean, it's a great company. And they want us to be healthy. And, they, you know, we had some Dr. Oz videos that they're sharing with us and just a bunch of great little articles for us to read to keep their employees healthy. Yeah, that's great. And I think you contributed in your own way then by sharing some of your recipes once people saw you as a role model. And I think it's such an awe-inspiring thing to see somebody go through such an amazing transformation and on top of that, be able to keep their word in what they say and to watch the way that not only you physically transformed, but like you said, mentally, you stopped hiding out and all of a sudden you took on more of a leadership role, I would say, in some in some yes. cases, yeah. Yeah, especially at work. Because I, I told um, our benefits department, if you ever needed me to do anything, you know, to help the firm with talking to other employees or whatever I can do. So that was great. So it was nice for someone. And my the staff are great. And they were cheering for me when I was losing weight. And they're approaching me. And I just said, whatever you need, just let me know. I'm there for them. Yeah, it was so funny. Right before this, I was talking to Liz Ryan, who will be the guest on the show next week, and we were talking about perspective and how important it is to let go of the naysayers because any time that you're going through a transformation in life, whether it's a new career, a new look, a new relationship, there are always going to be the people who are going to tell you, you can't do it, it's going to be hard, like some of the people you encountered. And then you have your cheerleaders who are on the other side of the fence saying, you got this, Pam, or whoever you are, you can do it. And I think it's important to understand who to surround yourself with. Was that hard for you to make choices when you were going through that? Well, you know, at first, I didn't think that I would have anyone say anything negative because I was thinking, I'm getting healthier. I mean, that can only People be positive, will be happy right? for you, of <laughs> course. Nobody would ever be a jerk about yes, that. Who would be a jerk <laughs> about someone losing weight? But there were, and I was quite surprised. And, you know, people were just saying, oh, you're looking too thin. Are you sick or are you okay? And I was just like, of course I'm okay. I'm better than okay. Yes. I'm at my healthiest weight since I was a teenager, right? And I was thinking, like, why are they saying that? And so they were like, oh, we're just concerned. We think you're losing too much. And I was like, you know, I just have to get thick skin and just ignore them. Only focus on the positive. And you just can't focus on the negative. There's negative out, out there, but there's a whole lot of positive, too. So, you know, that you just have to know who to talk to and who to walk away from. You know, you brought up a good point. There's a class I've been leading around the country called Creating an Empowered and Empowering Workplace. And one of the things that somebody who teaches neurolinguistic programming taught me is that at any given moment, we have several billion with a B bits of information bombarding us. So right now, to any of our listeners out there, to Pam or myself, whether it's color, sound, touch, taste, etc., billions of bits of information are bombarding us. And yet, we're choosing to only focus on a couple thousand of those billions of bits. So what do you think gives us our perspective? It's what we choose to focus on. Mm -hmm. And so I think something integral to your story is understanding that you chose to focus on the positive and to let go and not take personally the negative stuff or to take it as a personal affront. And it's, it's funny because for some reason, 
it's easy to focus on a negative. <laughs> it's so easy, right? <laughs> I mean, a hundred people can tell you, oh, you did a great job. And then one person can tell you, you sucked. I, it's and the worst. worst. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we focus on? Gee, I can't believe that person said I suck. You know, so it's, it's just amazing. But did we, and then we just forget about the other hundred things, you know, someone else. So I don't know. But you have to reprogram your brain to learn to focus on a positive. I mean, it's, it's just so much better. And so tell our listeners, you know, obviously anytime you're going through a change of that magnitude, what sort of things did you do to stay motivated on your journey when you were faced with different adversities or when you would look in the mirror and realize you were back to maybe gaining a couple pounds? How did you deal with any of that? You know, there has been times that I gained a couple of pounds, but I realized, you know, if I can gain it, I can lose it. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> you know, so if you, if you gain a few pounds, you, you can't beat yourself up. You have to realize, okay, let me get back on track and focus. That's all you have to do. And that applies to a lot of things in life. Just get back on track and focus. Yeah, and don't lose sight of the end goal. I think that whatever we put our energy and attention on, like you said, if you put your energy and attention on, I suck, I'm never going to get anywhere. So many of us, that's our own internal dialogue. I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. And the only thing we have control over is ourselves, our words, our thoughts, and the actions we take every day and who we choose to surround ourselves with to a certain extent. And And you have to surround yourself with the right people. I mean, it's just so important because if you surround yourself with a bunch of negative people, you start to become negative yourself. I mean, it just rubs out. I mean, it just rubs on you, you know? So it's just you have to pick the people that you want to surround yourself with. Yeah, and that's something that I think we were just talking about on a show recently, earlier in the month, is that there are going to be negative people in your life. It might be the family members that you can't, unfortunately, <laughs> disown. Yeah, you related to them. <laughs> exactly. Or it could be the people in the office. But I think a good piece of advice one of our other guests gave earlier in the year is they said that it's your choice how much you choose to interact with or not interact with. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if you have a jerk at the office who's saying, oh, Pam, you suck, or honey, you're losing too much weight, I'm worried about you, and, you know, whatever people might say, if you have that person, you have a choice of whether or not you, A, give them any power by giving power to what you're paying attention to that they're saying, and B, by whether or not you choose to surround yourself. Do you have lunch or coffee with that person, or do you choose to associate with someone else instead? Yeah, usually I choose to associate with someone else. <laughs> I, think, I choose option B. And But the interesting thing is, as human beings, our default mechanism, I believe, for many of us, is to fall back into old patterns and behaviors. And it all starts with how we feel about ourselves. Like you and I were talking right about the, about right before the show about how we both say, I love you in the mirror. And it was something oh, yeah. somebody else had once taught me. And so when you know that you're worth it and that you're extraordinary, whatever you look like or whatever job you have, that gives you power so that when some jerk tells you you suck, you did a horrible job, you're fat or whatever they might, or you're mm-hmm. too thin, mm-hmm. that you don't give that power because yep. you know it's not true. Yeah, you just give them a look and just keep walking. You're like, that's <laughs> not true. No, that's not true. Because if you believe in yourself, then no one can tell you anything. You know, it's just like, like I know I'm wonderful. So you just keep going. Yeah, and the other thing, too, on the flip side of that, that I know we were talking about right before the show as well, is knowing you're wonderful and also not being afraid to admit your faults. What I love the authenticity of your story and that you shared about your struggles, and I think that's what Kind Bar and Women's Health and Everyday Health picked up on in your story, 
is that it was so authentic, so true, is that you just shared your heart and said, this is who I really am. And you even shared that. Tell our listeners a little bit about your recent article about breaking out of your oh, comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. So I was telling Jen, I was just like, oh, I don't know about the radio show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm usually one who just waves and just keep going, you know. It's just like being on the radio and doing a photo shoot. Because I did a photo shoot after I lost the 100 pounds to try to build up my self-confidence. So the day of the photo shoot, I was so excited. I'm like, oh, hair, makeup. And then I just wanted to run the other way. I just didn't want the attention of a photographer and everyone on the streets looking at me while I'm trying to pose. So all these thoughts go through my head. Oh, no, what if I trip? What if I fall? (laughs) (laughs) How do I walk and smile at the same time? And the photographer pulled me to the side and said, look, I really want you to have some great pictures. (laughs) You know, let me me show you what you're doing wrong. And I had to tell myself, you know, it's okay, Pam, not to be perfect. Just have a good time. You know, do the best job that you can and have fun with it. And and that's a way to break out of your comfort zone. You just have to just give it a try. And then most of the time we find that we just love doing what we wanted to do. We just didn't do it because we just doubt ourselves. Yeah, I think fear runs us. That's another conversation that's Mm -hmm. been very common is that we're always so afraid. And there was a great quote that I heard from my spiritual center yesterday, which I think was, action is the antidote to despair. And just like you, you took action. You got yourself out there. You got yourself in front of the photographer. Then you broke through those barriers. And so to all of our listeners out there, I really want you to understand that take action. Take action on the things that frighten you, whether it's applying for a job, losing that five or that 100 pounds. And really just remember that you have the ability to determine your future, but you're not going to be able to do anything like Pam wouldn't have been able to lose the weight had she not taken action and then taken further action and found people who she could find to uplift and motivate herself and keep her mental side of her weight loss positive. Yeah, and you have to, everybody has to know that they, they have the power within them. And you just have to bring that power out. You have to know that you can do what you set your mind to. And you have to just sit down. Sometimes I have to sit down and have a talk with myself and say, Pam, (laughs) you know, you can do this. Have faith. You know, believe in yourself. You know, and you just have to start with yourself. Just have to talk and just, you know, and work things out in your head. And then you just have to get up and go. And I think that's, that's a good tool to use. I think that's a wonderful tip for our listeners to use is just work on listening to yourself and differentiating as well the voice in your head that's yours and the voice in your head that's your mother, your father, your (laughs) ex-boyfriend, you know, whoever it is saying you're too fat, you're too thin, you're not smart enough, you'll never get the right job. There was, oh my gosh, this was the most awful thing that happened to a friend of mine who was a director of HR at a law firm. She went in for an interview and she said, Jen, I don't know why uh, this other recruiter told me this, but after the interview, this other recruiter said, I didn't get the job because I was too dumb. No, really? Could you imagine being that person? Like, in what? I get it. There's always an opportunity for constructive feedback that could help you or I grow or anybody out there grow as a human being. But to be so crude and cruel and to understand that, what is it like... um, 
something without compassion is cruelty. Wow. So it's they basically said that, and for months later, she struggled finding a job because she's like, well, that person said I'm dumb, so maybe there's truth to it. So she didn't want to go out on an interview anymore? No, oh, wow. and it, it had an impact long-term on her career. Now she, thank God, moved through it through the support of her friends and other things, but you never know the words that you could say that could inspire or destroy somebody else. And so we have to be very conscientious about what it is we say to ourselves or to other people because our words have the power to destroy or to create. And, you know, and that's so true because ever since elementary school, you know, you hear people on a play yard say things about you, and you remember all those things, elementary, junior high, school, college. I mean, you hear these things, and they're in the back of your mind, and you try to forget them, but they're there. Yep. So I can see why she was having a problem going on interviews because probably once she went into an interview, she remembered the last person said she was dumb. And how do you move past that? Yeah, and the thing is, though, I think that if you have loving, kind people around you who you can share with, then people like myself or other friends that she had or support systems could say, you know, that person was an asshole, quite Which, <laughs> which so, is so Somebody true. needs to say that. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Wow. <laughs> and that person needs another job because that's not a... <laughs> I know. The stuff that people... Oh, my gosh. There was a girl in my office last week, and she said that a recruiter said to her, she was looking at a resume, she said, oh, you went to University of Phoenix? You should probably take that off your resume. That must be pretty hard for you and embarrassing, isn't it? And oh. she had a master's. It was an MBA. And I was asking her, why is your you know, school not on your resume? And she said, oh, well, this recruiter said that I should be embarrassed about the fact that I got an MBA from University of Phoenix. I was like you got an MBA. That is a pretty wow. extraordinary result. It doesn't matter where you got it from. You still accomplished a huge feat. There are some tough recruiters out there. I, I'm I mean, wondering what the hell people are saying. To I mean, I had to say job for almost 19 years, so clearly I'm, I'm clueless to what's going on out there. Well, there's one wonderful recruiter, oh, which is you. It. <laughs> No, there are many. There are a lot of really good. There's good and bad. It's like anything else out there. You're going to get good and bad attorneys, good and bad recruiters, good and bad doctors. But it's just, again, going back to paying attention to the voices that you give the power to. And so tell our listeners a little bit about how Women's Health picked up your story. I love what it took for you to kind of break through those boundaries and barriers. Yes, it's funny how it started. One of my favorite snacks, Kind Bars. I love Kind Bars. You turn me on to them. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Hashtag, we love Kind Bars. We love Kind Bars. (laughs) Kind Bars, if you're listening, we love your product. <laughs> so, you know, I would always go down to like Starbucks or to Trader Joe's and give me a kind bar. And just one day I was eating one. It was just so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love them. If I'm running in between meetings, I always try to have one in my purse and we keep them in my office. Yeah. So I end up like emailing the kind bar company and telling them, I love your products. They're so good. I lost 100 pounds, you know, and this was my favorite snack while I was losing weight. <laughs> So someone reached out to me in their, you know, their marketing department. I was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, send me before and after pictures. And I was like, sure, why not? I'm not thinking it's going to go anywhere. So I sent them the pictures. And the next thing you know, they were like, well, we have some friends that are editors with Women's Health and Everyday's Health. You know, so they're mentioning all these magazines. And I go, really? Because I'm excited. I'm like, someone's interested in my story. So both magazines were interested. They did an interview by phone, and they, the articles was put in their online magazine, and it, I mean, it turned out great. That's amazing. I think it's so great, too, is that 
here you were taking steps of personal growth for yourself and that your story, I remember it was on the front page of Yahoo at one point, oh, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. So I guess Yahoo picked up the story from Everyday Health and it was there. <laughs> and I, I didn't know. I just, one of my cousins emailed me and was like, oh, Pam, you're on Yahoo. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, okay. Maybe she's confused. I'm, I, <laughs> maybe it's a different maybe it's Pam just, Jackson. Yeah, I was just like, okay. I did, so I didn't think anything of it. I was just, I continued drinking my coffee. And this my phone I started ringing, Pam, you're on Yahoo. And I was like, on Yahoo? So <laughs> I, I was like, this is the second person. Let me log on to my computer. And surely enough, it was there. And I'm staring at my computer <laughs> screen like, no way. I think I was like right underneath like, um, Kylie Jenner and no Miley way. Cyrus and I was like I can't believe I'm all there <laughs> but it's it's such a great story and that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to share it with our listeners as well is because you never know you could just have that one aha moment and for you it was just like that's not me I mean we all have those moments when we've been in the same bad job bad marriage bad body that's mm-hmm. not us and we recognize that's not who I am and you know, we were just talking about age before we got onto this. It's so funny how people have this story of, oh, only young people can do this or only this type of person can do this. And I think it's such an inspiration that it doesn't matter how old, how young, where you come from, what your background is, you can look at yourself and it's never too late to say, that's not who I am. Yes, it's, it's never too late to change. If there's anyone out there who always wanted a change to make a change, today's the perfect day. And the blog, too, was a huge thing for you to get out of your comfort zone. I know you just shared the story about the photographers. What was it like for you putting together a blog and starting to write and share your story when that's not what you do professionally? At first, I was just like, okay, how do I, first, how do I get started? (laughs) Step one. (laughs) Step one. How do I create this wonderful website without having to pay a web designer, you know, thousands and millions of dollars? dollars. Yes, they're quite expensive. So I ordered a book on Amazon. <laughs> what was it? Was it blogging it was, for it dummies like, or one yeah, of those? It was like WordPress for dummies. Or something. <laughs> of course it was. So I read it. I was still confused. Read it again. Still confused. And then the third time I was like, oh, no, I get it now. Now I get it. And you were actually the person who inspired me to do the blog. Just to let you know. I don't so know if you knew that. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, Jim believes in me. I can, I can do this. So I started designing, then I started writing, and I was just like, okay, you've never been a writer. <laughs> so you just have to sit down with your, on your computer, and you just have to just write or type whatever you that comes to mind. And if it's your story, it's your story. And people want to hear your story. They don't need to hear someone else's story. Just write down your story, and that's perfect. Yeah, and I love what you shared, too, uh, earlier about sometimes owning up to the embarrassing stuff, like the stuff that we don't necessarily want to share. Pam and I were just talking offline before the show got started, and we were talking about we all see the good side of everybody. You know, I'm not going to lie, Pam and I just took a picture, and we put a filter on it. (laughs) It made us look absolutely fabulous, knocked off a few years, because that's the society we're in, is that we're in a society that's airbrushed and everything is perfect. But after that, Pam and I were talking about it, and we were saying how it's the people who are who admit their faults, the people who say, you know what, I screwed this up, or I did this, or I'm not perfect in this way, that makes people more relatable. And I remember you were saying that you admitted a couple of faults in your recent blog post, and you got a huge response to it without even oh, doing yes. much in social media. Yeah, just telling pe- um, people about my fears and insecurities. 
And I was just like, and most people may not be like, Pam, you, you have fears. Because I, <laughs> I do talk a lot. So, and I was just like, I do. I actually have them. You know, there's this voice in my head that is telling me, Pam, you can't do that. Yep. And it's something that I have to overcome. And I was just like, I don't know if I should put that out there, but I am. Because th- that's just part of me. Yeah. And it's just things that I have to work on. And maybe people, you know, my viewers can share some things that, you know, that help them get over their fears and insecurities so we can learn from each other. I think that's a beautiful way to look at it, too. And for any of our listeners out there who are thinking that, oh, I don't have a story to share, we all have a story. And that's how years ago I'd say say this to people all the time. I'm not an expert in the field of careers or job hunting. I happen to have been in my profession for 14 years and been appeared on different shows. But what happened was people would ask a question the same way Pam probably gets asked questions. Oh, I have a party this weekend. What's the best way to put together this appetizer? And then she writes a blog or an article or shares an experience in life. I would write articles related to people who face different obstacles in the job hunting world. And then three, four years in, next thing you know, you have a book with all of the articles that you've written. And it makes a difference just taking that first step, just like what Pam did. She actually created a whole other business within her expertise. She has a great career. She's been in human resources for 19 years. It's not that Pam was coming from a place of fear or I need something to supplement my income. It was actually just something that brought you joy and fulfillment, right? Yes. And I wanted to inspire others. Because a few people have approached me, like in a gym or, you know, at work and wanted to know, like, you know, tell me a little bit about what was going on when you were losing weight or how did you lose weight? And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to put it all down and I'm going to share it. And that's what, it, and I actually really enjoy it. At first I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> it's daunting, yeah, right? it is. It's quite. So now I just enjoy I just sit there. You pour me a cup of coffee, and I just have fun. I love your articles. I'm always looking at your website for different ideas. There was some good coffee recipe you had oh, on there and yes, a watermelon. The oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, tell our listeners what the quick coffee one is, because did you remember that one? Oh, it was the cold brew coffee. That's what it was. Yes, cold brew coffee, and I freeze it in you know an ice cube tray and just throw some almond milk on top of that and have these coffee ice cubes with almond milk goes delicious. I keep forgetting to do that. Now that you're talking about it, it's like five o'clock or four o'clock. And I'm like, Ooh, that sounds so good right now. (laughs) But Pam has all these great things. And that's the thing too, that uh, the whole reason that I want to share this information with you, our listeners, is that you don't know what little gems you might have inside of you, what little thing you could say that could motivate, inspire, uplift. And if it's the most important thing, it could be millions it could be billions it could be one person and if Pam's story or my story or anybody's story out there makes a difference for one person that's all that matters it's not about quantity it's about quality and making a difference in one person's life yeah and and it's true because I had a friend that worked in a building with me and she saw me once and she was like oh wow you're losing weight and then next thing you know, I saw her again maybe months later, and she had lost 50 pounds. No way. Yeah, she did. And I go, oh, my God, look at you. You look great. She said, you inspired me. Aww. She said, because we were, we were close to the same weight at the time. And she was just like, you know, I figured if you can do it, so can I. Because I was just like, wow. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, I inspired someone. You know, it was just so exciting. And she's still losing weight. She looks fantastic. And she, 
And she says she's so much healthier because she was having some problems with her knees. And she was just like, oh, Pam, I can walk so much better. And, you know, I, won't, I almost wanted to cry when she was telling I'm me I'm tearing story. up right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I'm totally really? tearing up. And, you know, so people who are listening out there, never be af- afraid to or ashamed to tell your story. You, you never know who it might inspire to, to change their life. And it just takes one person. You have one person in your life. I mean, that's a big thing right there, just one person. So know that your, your story is, is wonderful and is, it should be shared with the world. Oh, Pam, <laughs> that's so beautiful. And I I can't agree with you more. I will tell you, people ask me, like, why do I do the charity stuff and why do I make time to do all of that? And it's because I get so much more when I give. When you share, whether it's an article, a kind word, any just a kind thought or compliment to a stranger, sharing is the greatest gift we have as human beings. And sharing it hampers out all the darkness there's so much hate i mean let's be honest donald trump just got inaugurated last week and right now no matter what you believe i'm not a politically inclined person to the right or to the left but what breaks my heart every morning when i get up on facebook is people saying oh i just unfriended a bunch more haters on either side and it's we have this opportunity with social media we have power we have the power of our words to lift up and to drag down people And on both sides of the fence, people are being bullied, the people who are Trump supporters, the people who aren't Trump supporters. And I just think it's so sad that it all comes down to sharing and being kind and compassionate, no matter what your political views are, and without trying to harm another person. I think that there's always room for a great debate and a great way to engage because even, oh my gosh, in fact, I will tell you something funny. This morning, so earlier when I was talking to Liz Ryan, who will be on the show, I was very honest with Liz. The first time a job seeker ever sent me a Liz Ryan article was about three years ago when she was first becoming popular, and I was interviewing this job seeker at Starbucks, and she refused to tell me her salary. Well, as a, as a recruiter, it puts me in a little bit of a predicament because I normally would say, oh, Pam, you know, I need to know kind of where you're at and what you're making. That way we can help you negotiate the best new salary. And this job seeker said to me, oh, Jennifer, I can't tell you your, uh, my salary because Liz Ryan says I can. So in that moment, I was cursing Liz's name and we were <laughs> laughing about it on the phone earlier. And I even had the article, the candidate reference that she forwarded to me from Liz from LinkedIn. And at that moment... I totally disagreed with Liz. I was like, that's BS. She's ruining my job. <laughs> it's This person is never going to be able to find a job with this advice. And then Liz and I were laughing about it today where now I totally get it. Like we're in a different market right now. It's not the same job market it was four, five, six, seven, eight years ago when it was an employer market. The market in general, it's a whole new landscape for what it looks like to get a job, to lose weight. We're just in a different time right now. And so I encourage all of our listeners out there if you ever meet somebody or disagree with somebody's viewpoint, just be open. Just go, oh, how could that be true? Instead of looking for Pam's story, my story, Liz's story, whoever you might hear, or Trump or Hillary or whoever you are supportive of, that is or is not true, just open your mind up to it. And oh, when, yeah. when we open our minds up to it, amazing, extraordinary things can happen, and we can be more sharing and more loving towards one another. That's true. And social media, I mean, is really good. But there's, I mean, trolls. <laughs> I knew you were going to talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, even when my article was on Yahoo, I was starting to read some of the comments. And I'm like, oh, nice, nice. Oh, I'm like, no. <laughs> oh. And someone said, Pam, you should never read the comments. And I was like, you know, 
I am going to read them all. <gasps> oh, and no. Afterwards, I was just like, oh, people are so mean, you know? And people just don't know how to, you know, it's kind of the saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, they don't, don't say, say anything, anything at, all. at all. I think, you know, people just forgot about that saying. <laughs> Yeah, I think at the uh, the invent of social media and Reddit and Facebook and yes. Insta, I think yes. they forgot that forgot adage. It. And I read it. And, you know, I read the comments. And then it's so funny because someone else started fighting with the person who said a negative comment. Aww. Like, how did you say that about her? Blah, blah, blah. So it's sort of going back and forth. And I wanted to tell the young lady. You know, don't give them your energy. Don't give them your time. Oh, so some a stranger was some stepping stranger up was and defending you. She was fighting for me. You know, where I was just like, okay, I'm just going to keep strolling to the, to the next comment. But, you know, what can you do? You, you can only focus on a positive. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, pay attention to what you give your power to. It's one thing to go, oh, that's interesting, and not make it mean something about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing to actually give power and meaning to something that isn't, doesn't resonate as true for you. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And, you know, it's just like you just have to be really careful. Exactly. Don't feed it. You know, it's just like don't give them the power when the power shouldn't be there. Yeah, and that's the problem. So many people sit there, and you know I had the same thing happen when I was on Conan accidentally as the audience text app lady, which was mortifying. You know, it went viral, and then next thing you know, I actually still to this day on my book, Stop Hoping, Start Hunting on Amazon, have people who didn't like it that I was on Conan, and so they trolled me on my Amazon site really? and wrote bad book reviews just because they didn't like that I was on there. So so what was the problem with you being on Conan? I mean, that's a they wonderful thought it, thing. They, they thought it was a marketing play and it was a total accident that I wound up on Conan's show what was it back in like 2013 I guess when the book came out or 2014 and it was an accident like basically Conan came up in the audience hugged me I had a copy of the book I gave it to him and some people thought I was manipulating the system or hurting Conan and he came up to me after the show and was great about it but like you I had so many people I had somebody leave me a voicemail if I was at a charity event a year later after that and the show re-aired and they said hi I'm calling from Reddit to tell you you are a C-U-N-T. And no I had, way. I was like, really? And they actually got my phone number, which was pretty Okay, so. <laughs> but it's the whole point of this, you guys, is not to derail the conversation and get into trolling. The point is your words have power. Whether it's Pam reading something, whether you're just commenting something nasty on somebody else's Facebook page, just remember that your words can uplift and inspire people, and they can also hurt and drag down people. They do. So we should definitely uplift everyone i mean especially on your job if there's a new employee yeah and you see cause, you oh know, so been, true yes you know you've been at a company for so long well at least i've been here for like 19 years so i, I think i know most of it if <laughs> i know <laughs> i should hope so a few things i forget but i know a good percent of it and if there's someone new instead of saying oh oh she doesn't know what she's doing she's new why not go over there and talk to that person and help them yeah. You know, teach them everything that you know and, and make them successful. Yeah, which will eventually make your job easier. Yes, yes. instead of being that person it's like, ah, oh, I know it all. She doesn't know anything. You know, you should always make people feel like they're important and that you can help them out. And everybody wins in that case. 
Yeah, I think you're right. It's get out of your comfort zone. Imagine how uncomfortable it is for a new employee starting a new job. And that was something I talked about in my empowering class as well, is it's really important to remember, set people up powerfully day one. And that person is scared. They might not know anybody. They're nervous. And you have a chance to break out of your comfort zone and help that person and just give a helping hand and be kind to that person. Yeah. Companies work a lot better if everybody is doing a great job. So true. Makes my job easier. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Trust me. Pam is, I know we haven't even spoken about Pam's HR, but she's been in HR for over 19 years and does an extraordinary job at the law firm that she works at. I love it. It's a really great law firm. I I love it. And it's funny because the first week I was there, the very first week I started 19 years ago, I didn't like it. I have to say, I didn't like it at all. (laughs) No, I didn't know that. it, it It was the first law firm that I ever worked at. And I was just like, oh, this is too much. There's, there's too many people. There's just, I don't understand anything about law. So I called the agency. I mean, it was only a week. I said, you have to find me another job. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. And she was like, what's the problem? I was like, I just don't like it. I, just, I don't think I should be in the legal field. So at that point, she was like, no, I'm not going to find you another job. She was like, you just need to give it some more time. Give it a few more weeks. And if you still don't like it, then give me a call. Never caught her. Oh, that is yes. too funny. And that's a great lesson for our listeners. I, I remember my first like week or two at my old recruiting firm, I was like in tears because there were a bunch of mean girls and I was the perky one who'd say, good morning, how are you? <laughs> I know nobody can believe that. But, and this one girl would like glare at me and be like, shut up, Jane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would like cry in the bathroom my first month or two at my recruiting job because I was like, everybody's so mean to me and it's so hard. It's so hard to start a new job. But you know, once you get there... And then you get to know everyone. Yeah, and you find one kind person. That It goes back to like that one act of kindness. Like you probably had one or two nice people who took you under their wing just like I eventually yes, did. Yes, and it was our receptionist at the time. She was so nice. And and I, I was able to get through the first week and the second week. And, and, and now, 19 years now later. Now years later. <laughs> 19 years later, I'm there. And, you know, we're like one big happy family. I think that's amazing. And I think it's important for our listeners to understand there are going to be times where there's an adjustment period and there are times where people are just jerks. So if you're at a place that actually is sucking your soul dry, that's when it's time to make a move. But if you go into work every day and minus a little bit of politics and the average stuff, you like your job. If you're happy, you like the work you do, you like the company you work for, you like the culture, stay put. Don't leave. I know I was just telling somebody else that I spend more time talking people into staying at jobs than leaving jobs because people leave jobs for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, they, they leave for salary. You know, I know money is really important, but it's not as important as, as being happiness. Able, yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can all have these jobs that, that pay a lot more, but we'll be happy. No, we're we're just you, nobody wants to go to work and they're unhappy every day. Yeah, you got to find the most important thing. I think you could also take away from Pam's story today is find happiness within yourself. I was just telling, you know, my Uber driver the same thing that earlier this afternoon. He was saying, "Oh, well, one day when I have a house in the woods with my family and I'm removed from all the people, that's when I'll be happy." And that's just not true. It's like we tell ourselves the same things, you know, one day. Like in Pam's case, you were able to generate your own happiness, which automatically led to losing weight. But we think that the job, the person, the house will make us happy. And that's just not true. Yeah, that's not true. Definitely happiness starts from within. Yeah. You have to start with yourself when it it comes to happiness. You know, 
nothing out there can make you happy but yourself. And then, of course, you know, wonderful people around you. But other than that, no car, no house, none of that. We're, we're grateful to have them, and we appreciate yeah. them. It's immediate gratification. I think we live in a world right now so fueled by social media, immediate gratification, likes, et cetera, that we forget how to actually generate our own fulfillment and happiness when it doesn't come to 50 likes on an Insta picture no, yeah, or you know, the most views on a Snapchat. I don't even use Snapchat. So. Oh, I don't, I don't know how to use it at all. I know. <laughs> but anyway, so to our listeners out there, I mean, Pam, anything else that you want to share about how your life has changed or anything that you think might be helpful for our listeners to hear? You know, one thing I wanted to bring up is, is as far as when we're talking about me being happy with losing weight, you know, I, I was one, always been happy, I have to say. I always been you a happy person. You were very person. happy, too. Yes. And I don't want anybody to think, because I haven't been accused of fat shaming, mm. unfortunately, but I don't want anybody to think that you can't be happy at any weight. I just think the most important thing is to be at a healthy weight. Mm. And that's something, you know, that you have to figure out or with your doctor or whatnot. But I think it's really important to be healthy. And I think once you're healthy, that brings a lot of happiness to you. So that's, that's something to share. And I just want everybody to know that. So love yourself. Yeah, whatever no you size, are. shape, whatever. color you come exactly. in. Exactly. Just love your, start today by loving yourself for those who don't. And hopefully everybody does. <laughs> yeah. And those who are, continue to be happy. And, you know, what's most important is to be healthy. Yeah, you're right. And it just happiness starts from within and you can be happy at any size, shape or form. And it goes hand in hand, though, the happier and, you know, the healthier you get, that leads to more happiness often because you're fighting less illness and so forth as well. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, Pam. Well, I am so happy our listeners got to hear your story today and all of your inspirational words. So I want people to know as well. Uh, oh, uh, before we forget, Pam, there was that awesome thing you told me about, about what you oh. do with the money you spent oh, on fast yes. food. Will you share with our listeners before we wrap it's up about so, that? Oh, no problem. So I have to say before I was a junk food junkie. <laughs> I mean, if it had a drive through my car was in it. So I was just like, how do I get out of my junk food, fast food thing? So what I did was, instead of buying the fast food, I would donate the money that I would normally spend to a charity. Oh, that's awesome. So the charity that I chose was um, Share Share Our Strength, No Kid Hungry, and it's nokidhungry.org. And it's great, and it helps um, stop hunger in children in the United States. That's awesome. So you're not eating the fast food, and yet you're putting that money towards something good. So I put the money towards that, and that will, you know, that gave me, like, you know, the power to say, okay, nope, I gave my money away. Keep going. Drive past that drive-thru. And still, as of today, I still donate to that charity. Oh, that's inspirational. I love that. And so if anybody wants to find out more about Pam's blog, again, it's healthywithcurves.com. You can also find her Facebook page, which is at healthywithcurves, or on Insta, IG underscore healthywithcurves. Right, Pam? Yep. You're absolutely correct. Any other websites or anything you want to recommend to our listeners? You know, I think you covered them all. Awesome. Well, tune in next week. We have Liz Ryan, the most read HR and career expert in the entire world, who will be joining us on the show to talk about her amazing new book next week, 
Reinvention Roadmap, which I'm halfway through myself. It's awesome. And we're going to be talking about managing the business of your career and what it actually looks like to treat your career like a business and how you can be effective at having the career of your dreams in 2017. So if you ever miss the show live on latalkradio.com, you can also find it on iTunes at Get Yourself the Job on iTunes, and you can subscribe and download for free whenever you want to catch up on the show. So thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you to all of our listeners around the world, and thank you to Pam Jackson for sharing your inspiration with our listeners. Oh, thank you as well. All right, it's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful rest of your week. You're listening to Get Yourself the Job with Jennifer Hill, only on LA Talk Radio.